Jail Pitts Needs Help is back with episode 19. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm back. I could feel the world needing me. I could just feel the need for me to come back rumbling under my feet like a Native American. Man, I had to take a little break, dude. This has been a year of the catch-up. I'm sure I'm not saying anything that sounds foreign to most people out there. A lot of people are kind of hitting the reset button and banking on 2021 being a lot better. But it's nice to be back in the chair, man. Dude, I had a wild-ass week. Well, really wild past. Shit, has it been two weeks since the last episode? <laughs> I was driving down uh, Pleasant Hill. <laughs> uh, no, I was getting off uh, Satellite, I believe it was. And this guy, like, there's a right turn. Dude, there's a two-lane right turn if you're coming off at 85 North. And this guy wedges his way between me and another car beside me, trying to rush, I guess, because we weren't moving fast enough for him, even though it was a fucking red light with cars going the opposite way in the intersection. So he wedges his ass up between me and this other car, and he's looking, and people are blowing his, his blowing, <laughs> blowing their horns. And he's looking around like everyone else is a problem. So the light finally turns. He turns a millisecond before the car be that was beside me. And I turn. And I'm like, and I want to catch up to him in the light to really like, you know how you, you know how someone does something fucked up in traffic and you really just wish that you could fucking drive your car and fight at the same time. So I'm driving up to pool next to him to give him that fucking look. And this guy was a, he was a moron. He just didn't mind being the fucking party to his own abuse. He didn't speed up or anything. He had no normal human instinct to go, oh, I don't want to be a part of that. Even though he caused it, at least be a normal human being and try and speed up. But he didn't. So I almost catch up to him. And then a car, the car that was beside him, that was beside me, pulls up in front of me and slams on a brake. I almost hit that car. And now I'm double pissed because I didn't recognize that it was a car that he had pulled between. And I get up close to that car and I start looking and I realize, oh, that was a lady in the red car that he cut off too. This woman had to be at least half a millennium old. At least. She pulls up next to him. Rolls her window down, leans all the way over her passenger side, flips him the hardest fucking bird you ever seen, and rolls her window up and pulls off. <laughs> you are fucking, you are fucking, you fucking, fucking, you bloody, you bloody, you bloody, bastard bitch, you fuck, you, fuck you, you, bloody, fuck you, bloody. Ah, man. Some shit that should not make me feel good makes me feel good. Like, that was a feel good moment for me. Most people, it's like, a baby fucking trying to eat broccoli or a baby sucking on a lemon on uh, in a YouTube or Facebook video. Not me. I'm here for all the bad shit. I'm here for all the fucked up times. 
But yeah, that was great, man. She flipped the she flipped in the bird hard as fuck. And I couldn't be like I wanted to catch up to her and just like I wish I could drive with my feet and then high five her. But I never got to catch up to her. I never I really like I was fist pumping in my car while I'm driving. Like, yes! It's fucking great. That was awesome, dude. I don't know what's so funny to me about seeing an old lady flip someone a bird, but that is hilarious. Like, if she had been 20 and she flipped him a bird, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. But because she was at least 3 million decades old, I was all on board. I loved it. Dude, but oh, right before, listen, let me tell you fucking vegan cycling motherfucker something. I don't know who told you you have permission to ride on a street surface. I get it. It might be the law, but go break the law on the fucking sidewalk, dickbags. I'm driving down Pleasant Hill, like right before the lady flipped the guy the bird, or I think, no, it was right after. I'm driving down Pleasant Hill, and all the, like the right lane is almost dead stop. The left lane is clear, flowing normal. I figure maybe somebody's car is about to break down. I get up about a quarter mile up to where the blockage came from, and it's a fucking dick bag in a in spandex cycling fucking uniform or whatever the fuck. And he's going like negative twelve miles per hour on a surface road, dude. I don't. I, if that was me, if that were me behind him, I would have fucking hit his handlebar. I'd have been like, "Oops, get out the street, you fuck." But yeah, dude, don't cycle in a fucking street. Go, there's trails everywhere. You do not have to have your bitch ass on surface roads blocking everybody else trying to get home from work. And what the fuck are you doing ro- fucking riding a bike at 3 p.m.? Yeah, man. So if you're cycling at any time of the day, take your bitch ass to the park. And you know what you can do? Here's what you can do. I want you to get up. In the morning, stretch real good. <sighs> Let the sun hit your face. Let your feet touch the floor. I want you to look up and go, thank you, Jesus, for another day. Then you get in the shower, get real fresh. Trot downstairs, float downstairs if you can. Make your way to that Schwinn and pedal, 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 pedal until you go fuck yourself. Shit bag. <laughs> Fucking assholes riding bikes on surface roads. You know what that shit's made for? Cars. And not the Disney kind. Fucking assholes. That dude ruined my afternoon. I almost wrecked twice. I was fine with that. But vegan McSuck bag fucking fucked up traffic and got us all getting home an hour late. Because he doesn't know where bike roads are. Guess where they aren't? The road. Fucking idiot. And I hope this podcast gets so famous one day that it's guaranteed that he heard it. And I hope that he tells me to fuck myself and goes, I'm going to do it anyway and drives into a Marta bus. With his bitch ass. But no, on some real fucked up shit. On some actual fucked up shit. Um, two weeks ago, my phone rings. 
and I didn't, I wasn't looking at the phone or whatever, but I just picked it up, which I rarely do. I just picked my phone up and there's a girl crying on the other end and she's going, daddy, daddy, I've been in an accident. Help me. And my son, he's going to hear this one day and he's not going to like that I said this, but my son is 12 and at 12, you pretty much sound like a little girl. Like you sound like a woman at 12. So (laughs) here's the stupid part is she's going, daddy, help, help been in an accident. I'm hurt. Help me, help me. And I look over at my son who's outside playing and I look back at the phone and I'm still thinking what's wrong with my son. That's how stupid I am. But no, you go into this like panic mode. Well, at least I did. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And so I look at, I look down at the phone and it says scam likely dude is, it is a fucking scam that people are running where they'll call and like they'll be looking for guys who have money and they'll go daddy I'm hurt I'm hurt I've been in an accident or I've been sh- I've been uh kidnapped and I can't get out of the- they won't release me from the hospital or they won't give me medical attention uh if I don't pay them this much and somehow or another this gets people to send money I don't understand it but I mean, they wouldn't be doing it if it didn't work. I'd heard about it years ago, but I'd never gotten a call. Then there's another call that they, uh, another scam they run where they'll call somebody and pretend to be their kid on vacation in Mexico. And they'll be like, dad, they're holding me in jail in Mexico. They won't let me out. They won't let anyone come and visit me. Please send me money to bail me out. And these people are good. Like this girl really sounded like she was hurt. But dude, that's such a rotten thing to do. Like how do you even have, how do you lack that much, I don't know, empathy or sympathy? I don't know what it'd be, but how do you have the balls to call someone and con them out of their money like that? Like I get cons, but that pretending to be someone's child. And just imagine you get that call as a parent and you're nowhere near your kid and you can't get your kid on a phone for some reason. And you really think your kid's hurting and you send that money and then your kid pulls up to your front door. I guess like immediately you wouldn't be pissed, but eventually you would be pissed because who knows how much money they're scamming people out of. But yeah, if you get a phone call like that, somebody calls your phone and says, I'm hurt, please help. I think they're doing a good job about tracking those numbers and identifying them as scam numbers. But yeah, man, just be careful with that bullshit. Fun times. I didn't panic at all. But yeah, that person too. You can go. Hey, man, did you see this little catty bitch that fucking blew out the other little girl's birthday candles? We got to find her and fuck her up. For reals. I don't give a shit if she's 10. That demon spirit inside her is 10,000. <laughs> Who 
fucking goes to someone's birthday party and blows out their candles. Like, dude, you're at their party. And you blew out their birthday candles. Hey, buddy, wait for your birthday. Do you know how fucked up it is to blow out someone's candles at their birthday party? It's almost as bad as blowing out someone's candles at their birthday party. Because that's fucked up. (laughs) You're a piece of shit. You're a big old stick of duty. Hey, somebody should uppercut that kid for reals. You got to learn somehow. I'm not an advocate for violence against children. But that fucking (laughs) douchebag. Dude, I couldn't have been that parent. Like, I, I didn't see the rest of the video. I just saw the part where the girl blows out the other girl's ca- uh, candles. But had that been me, end of that video would have been me fucking backhanding a kid and then getting locked up for sure. That's some dirty shit. That's dirty. Oh, man. Did you guys see Rudy Giuliani prepackaging his meat for that underage girl? <laughs> now, I, I, it's disingenuous to say underage girl because she was really like 22. But the premise of the interview was that they had told him that the girl was 15. And then they got him on video fucking rummaging around in his treasure bag. But he says that Giuliani said that he was taking off his microphone equipment, which I mean, kind of maybe if it was placed down front, like I've worn microphones before that I've had to have the little, uh, the wireless box. And I've clipped it on, like, on my jacket, but I've never, I've heard that you can clip, like, put them down your pants if it's not comfortable on your back when you sit down. And if you're not comfortable within your jacket, you could put it down there. It's a possibility he may have been getting a mic out, but, (laughs) dude, when you, (laughs) when you come out, his lawyer had made a statement the day that it had happened and tried to play it off. You know what? Let me see if I can find. Let's see if they got it here. I'm probably not going to find it quick enough. But the gist was. Let's see. Compromise seems to bore out videos and complete fabrication. Mr. Giuliani tweeted. Call the police. Behind the clue surface. Oh. Yeah. It's going to take too long to sift through this shit to find what his. Lawyer said, but his lawyer basically like immediately came out like right after the interview happened, way before the movie ever released and was like, we just caught Sasha Baron Cohen and blew up his like something like they were making it seem like they caught him. And when you have the wording saying, like when you have it worded in a way before the world ever sees it and then you go, we caught him. And his prank, we broke up his prank. Dude, come on. That is the shittiest damage control. 
So I don't know if he was actually fiddling with his bits, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> he fucking <laughs> the picture of the picture they have of him, like the still they have of the video of the movie where he's laying back on the bed and he's rummaging around in there. It, <laughs> it looks like Jack Nicholson and uh, the departed with the shades on. I don't know why that makes me laugh, but <laughs> now just the thought of Jack Nicholson fiddling himself is going to stay with me all night. Great. But yeah, Giuliani was hamming his bone up in there. That's a bad look, dude, especially when you're a lawyer. Like, how do you even put yourself in that spot? Like, go in the bathroom, dude. And also, you can't tell me he didn't. Like, there's nothing in your head. When you're the fucking president's lawyer, there's nothing in your head that makes you want to be extra careful. You're in a hotel room alone with a 15-year-old. You don't adjust shit in front of that kid. You take your ass in the bathroom. I just don't see how there's any way... Unless he's senile and Giuliani is not senile. <sighs> Take a sip here. My throat's getting dry already. It's been this long since I've talked this much. It's been two weeks. <sighs> now my throat is getting dry and shit. <clears throat> but yeah, unless Giuliani is senile, dude. There is no way he wouldn't think that he's got to be careful, especially when you're in a room with a minor. <sighs> Who knows, man? But politics and politicians are weird. And I don't see how people like I honestly genuinely don't see how people get super into politics unless they want to go into politics. I watch people go back and forth on Facebook about candidates, about who's racist, about who's locked up, who and. Like, for me, it's confusing. I, politics is a totally foreign, foreign arena to me because I remember when Kamala Harris was talking shit about Biden, basically calling him racist. She was saying that he did nothing for minorities. This was only like 11 months ago, maybe a year ago. But she was talking shit about Biden and saying he's the worst candidate and she was shitting on him for real. And now she's his VP. Like, how do people get into that? Do people have a short term memory or. You know, how do you get behind that? There's nothing more blatantly fake. Than watching politicians operate. Like name anywhere else in the world where you could just talk shit about somebody and then all of a sudden you need them and you'd be like, hey, remember, I didn't say you were a racist. She called the man one of the worst things you could be called in like 2019. Like post Donald Trump racism, the word racist got real strong in the streets. It was out there fucking lifting weights, doing calisthenics or calisthenics or however the fuck you say that word. Doing fucking one arm chin ups. Doing sit-ups where your back doesn't touch the ground and your feet doesn't touch and a guy grabs your feet and throws them back to the floor. Strong. And she fucking called him that word in 2019. And now she's his fucking VP. 
Like, how do people get into that? How do you look at that and go, nope? How do you not go, nope? Because I would have checked the fuck out. Dude, you don't get to call me a racist and then come to my house and be like, let me help you make dinner. No. <laughs> fuck yourself. For reals. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely absurd to me. You just say the most world-destroying shit to someone and then be like, truce? <laughs> no. But then again, the Crips and the Bloods have done it before, so maybe. Who knows? But yeah, dude, I don't get how people get into politics. And speaking of politics, dude, Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have dropped the fucking mixtape before she died. No joke. Nobody loves you more than when you're dead. Dude, I never heard any of you fucks mention RBG. Never. And guess who else didn't? Me. Because I didn't know she existed. But everybody loves Ruth Bader Ginsburg now. Everybody's her fucking fanboy, her fangirl. They've been following her since the beginning. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. But none of you fucks talked about her ever. And now you've known her forever? Where you been, bud? That's why I say she should have tupac that shit. She should have biggied that shit. She should have had some tracks in the bank and dropped a mixtape as soon as she kicked it. That shit would have gone twice platinum. Because people love you after you're gone. But for reals, none of you ever talked about RD. And then all of you were talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg like the moment she passed. I get it if you like, if you mention, like, if your favorite favorite artist dies and I go and check your like Facebook, whatever the fuck, the little bio section are about you. Like, remember how they used to do the whole music thing, like your favorite music, your favorite bands, favorite TV shows. I don't know if they still do that shit. But if I go in that section and you got an artist in there and then that artist dies and then you're like RIP and you're distraught, I get it. But none of you had Ruth Bader Ginsburg listed in your top anything anywhere. <laughs> we can go back to MySpace. None of you will have mentioned her. And that's why I say she should have dropped a mixtape. She should have dropped a mixtape and then gone on a hologram tour like Tupac. I would have gone. Dude, I was on... Um, <clears throat> Dude, my throat is horse, horse, horse. That sounds awful. I was on Twitter and um, hashtag Trump China bank account. It's uh, so it was like saying that Trump has had a secret bank account in China. And dude, guess what? Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck. How many times are people going to try and get this dude with something? They just keep throwing shit at the wall and nothing sticks. They're just hoping and praying or throwing every fucking thing at, at him. And I'm not saying this because I'm a Trump fan, because I'm not. I'm not saying this because I hate Trump, because I don't. I could give a fuck. But people just keep trying and trying. They threw the fucking the escort at him. 
or whatever you call women escorts, or yeah, they're called escorts, <laughs> escortas. Uh, they threw that at him. They threw Rush at him. They threw Melania's fucking not holding his hand at him. They threw his tiny hands at him. Dude, they throw everything at the guy. And it never means anything. Ever. And I said in a comment section of a video once I was talking, they were, or the video was about something about Trump. And the title of the video was uh, Trump, Donald Trump bombshell. And I think it was by ABC News. And I simply said, listen, this is how up in arms people are. I simply said, if the media could stop calling every little Trump detail a bombshell, maybe people would start paying attention to the articles. And the reason I said that is because they are always using the most extreme word for the most benign situations. Like, they're not bombshells. Like, a bombshell would be if fucking you find out. Donald Trump was selling soldiers socials to social security numbers to another country. That's a bombshell. But this shit was like Trump bombshell. Uh, Trump says he'll release his tax record. Some, some stupid shit. But all I was saying was try and be careful with the words because shit, the word loses its power. Like, remember when everybody was saying amazing like, you're amazing. They just can't take you because you're amazing. I'm glad you broke up with him because he couldn't see that you were amazing. Remember that shit? And now nothing's amazing? Yeah. Because that's how it fucking works. It's called hyperbole, bitch. Do less of it. But... I said, just don't uh, be careful about how you use the word bombshell because people aren't going to give a fuck. And people really, truly don't give as much of a fuck as the media thinks about Trump and his doings. Some people do, but far few people do. It's just like coronavirus. Remember when coronavirus was the hottest shit on the streets? And then around July, August, people fucking stopped paying attention to it because they got tired of it. News has a self a shelf life. So if you fucking Donald Trump bombshell this, Donald Trump bombshell that, people are going to tune out. And this guy replied, he goes, well, Trump's doing this and you're a fucking idiot if you can't see that Trump is corrupt and he's selling us to China. And I'm like, dude, all I said, if you read. Well, don't say bombshell when it ain't a bombshell. That's like me calling you dumb fuck when you're just an idiot. You see how that works? If I call you dumb fuck every day, it'll get tired. And nobody's going to pay attention to me calling you a dumb fuck, you idiot. <laughs> oh, man, fun times. I swear it felt like for a while we were on the brink of, of civil war there. But yeah. Um <clears throat> dude, speaking <laughs> people are pieces of shit, man. One if look, I know this is gonna sound like I'm a Trump fan. I'm not. I really could care less. But 
Trump, somebody in Trump's campaign. <laughs> what? Dude, these motherfuckers are so cold blooded. Like, somebody in Trump's campaign left a ticket for Tupac out of at the V at the first <laughs> VP debate. <laughs> Oh, they left the ticket for Tupac because Kamala Harris said Tupac is her favorite rapper. <laughs> How fucking catty is that? Dude, that is great. That is so beautiful. <sighs> Donald Trump has successfully turned the presidency into a, a reality TV show. Like any reverence I could have ever had for the seat of president of the United States is just non-existent, man. Like I've never really cared too much about politics ever, ever. But seeing Donald Trump become the president of the United States was just like, ah, this isn't what I thought it was. When people would vote a reality television star, like literally Trump had no experience in politics, none. Think about how incredible that is. And again, listen, I'm only speaking from the human perspective. If, if another human who came off more decent than he does, I would be saying the same things. It's not about him in particular. To me, what's fascinating is that a guy who literally his biggest accomplishments were hosting a TV show or, or things he was most well known for were hosting a TV show and being apparently a terrible landlord in New York. That guy became president. How in whose wildest dreams, you know? So that's crazy to me, man. Like it's just, he's, it's a TV show now, and he's just fucking shits on people on social media. And I always, <laughs> I always think back <laughs> to when he said, uh, when Kim Jong Un said something like, "America's been running, being run by an old crazy man," and he said something about Donald Trump's financial background, <laughs> and <laughs> Donald Trump tweets. Why would Kim Jong-un call me an old man? It's not like I would call him fat. <laughs> oh, my God. And he was the president when he tweeted that. Dude, that is. <laughs> That's crazy to me, man. God, I love it. <clears throat> Oh man. So on a whole nother note, Derek Chauvin, uh, the officer who was involved in George Floyd's murder, the officer who held his knee on George Floyd's neck bailed out for <clears throat> his bail was set at $1 million. And he bailed out, I think week before last <clears throat> and now people are saying that drugs killed George Floyd. That apparently 
he had a heart attack from something he was on. And, you know, I started to look that up and started to read about it. But the way I think about it is, even if that were the case, right, you're still talking about a situation. People like to glaze over this. The issue is that people people glaze over what the, the officer did or what Derek Chauvin did because some people are truly just heinous. People are fucked up on the inside and they don't see any problem with doing harm to other human beings. For some people, it becomes a political issue because they think that their party would agree with the actions of the officer because the Republican Party is a law and order party right now. That's what they represent themselves as. So they can't see beyond their party's mantra to look at what's happening to another human being. Those are people you can't convince. I don't waste my time trying to get those people to see what I see because those are people who you can't convince them of anything until they can convince themselves of something. So, like I said, they want to bring up, they bring up the possibility. I don't, I can't say it's a fact because I haven't read into it because I don't care to run to read into it. They bring up the possibility that George Floyd may have been on a substance when he died and it, that substance may have caused his death. Whether there's truth to that or not, the bigger issue, the bigger picture of the moment was that an officer kneeled on a guy's neck for neck for what was eight minutes and 46 seconds. That is regardless of how you look at it. The fact that they couldn't get that man up off the ground and have him properly detained within eight minutes and 46 seconds, within a few seconds of, or even a minute of his knee being on his neck, they couldn't all those officers subdue this guy enough to get him into a car. That's the failure that people should be looking at. Not what the guy may may or may not have been on. The bigger problem, listen, look, the problem isn't drugs because whether you are drugs that he could have been on, let's be fucking honest. Most of us are on some sort of drug at some point in our life. If you never tried alcohol, good for you. But alcohol is a drug, a very commonly consumed drug, a legal drug. It affects your nervous system like a drug because it is a drug. Cigarettes, drug. A legal one, but a drug nonetheless. Nonetheless, excuse me. So we all experience some type of drug. Now, whether you want to categorize drugs in terms of badness, that's up to you. That's your problem. But so whether or not he was doing something that I'm sure over 90 to 95 percent of this country has done, which is drugs, rather than look at something that's super common and not an anomaly and not something. Look, I don't give a fuck what you say. You can say people shouldn't do drugs. I don't agree. So I don't want to look at the part that's not abnormal. What I want to look at is what is abnormal and what caused harm, and that's what other people should be looking for, not whether this guy was doing something or on something that 95% of us have touched potentially. So the anomaly is that an officer kneeled on this guy's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds, and to try and pretend like that had no part in a man's death is asinine. No matter what no matter who it was, if they weren't on drugs, someone kneeling on your neck is 
kneeling their full weight on your neck is going to have an effect. Now, if you're already in an excited disposition, them doing that to you is going to have an, an amplified effect. So to pretend like Derek Chauvin didn't play a part in this guy's death is, it's silly. It's That's the best I can say about it. I don't have enough energy to really engage those types of people because they don't deserve the energy. They got to figure the shit on their own. And hopefully they will. But the fact that people got together and bailed this man out. Was worrisome to me for a while, but now it's just like I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to understand that some people come from fucked up backgrounds. Some people literally aren't educated enough or haven't been around other cultures and lifestyles enough that they don't they only understand what they're told to see. And here's a little interesting tidbit I learned while I was I was doing a lot of reading, trying to figure out why some people believe certain things in their parties like and i'm not just saying republicans I'm, and i'm not just saying democrats because both of those parties have their bullshit that people just blindly believe but i was looking at why that happens and something i stumbled across was the um the creation of the american public school system and people may not know it but i believe it was from vienna that the American public school school system came. I want to say it was Vienna, but Horace Mann, and I, I hope I'm getting this guy. I hope I'm, I was the right person. It could be, it could not be, but it's easily, you could find it easily on Google. So I believe it was Horace Mann who went over to visit Vienna and was told by the American school system, by some European guy who had developed a system of education for the military. And he decided to bring that education system back to the United States. The reason that the initial country had that form of education for their military was because it was during times of war. So they wanted every person there to be prepared if they had to go into the army so that they could take orders. The purpose of the education system was to... And it, it sounds sinister, but it's not sinister. It's It was to get everyone to think the same, to get used to thinking the same, to get used to having one common goal, and to get used to taking directives from superiors. Now, that sounds sinister until you think about it in terms of an army. The purpose of, quote unquote, brainwashing, people call it brainwashing, but it's I wish I had a better term for it because it sounds sinister, but the purpose of that type of education is to keep everyone in one uniform goal when you're at war, because if you're an army sergeant and you're trying to give guys directives, if you've got one guy hauling off and doing his own thing, he can mess around, attract the enemy and expose his whole troop or platoon or whatever you call it. I don't know shit about army lingo, but so one person deciding they have a better plan than a guy who has experience making plans could compromise the whole team. So when people say brainwashing soldiers, it is not it's not a sinister thing. It's a way of getting everyone to be single minded so that every so that the most people possible can come home and the mission can be successful. 
So when he, so when I learned that, I was like I said, I was reading up why people follow political parties without like ever thinking about does this make sense when literally people were kind of raised to by the public school system, along with some other things we got going on, like media and other shit. But the more I understand it, understand it, the less it bothers me. Anyway, um, SARS. <clears throat> I kept seeing SARS pop up on like social media, like the hashtag would be trending. And I'm thinking, you know, SARS, the disease is coming back. But if you haven't heard of SARS, SARS is the, oh man, damn it. <laughs> I just fucking had it. I don't know how I forget it that quick. My horse, my, my horse, Jesus, my voice being horse is messing with me. It's taking a lot of my attention. So I fucking had it in my head and then forgot it. Um, Let's see. Stars. It is the special special anti-robbery squad. And it's in it's out of Nigeria. It was formed as a response because in the 80s, like crime was getting out of control, like extortion, robbery, kidnapping was getting out of control. So they formed a task to fight the rising crime in that task that does. Uh, that group that they created was called SARS. And in Nigeria, people ever since the eighties have been complaining about brutality, about kidnapping, about torture. And it's recently gotten to the point where there are protests and people are out there protesting and agents from Charm, Charm SARS are going out there with machine guns and gunning down protesters. But for some reason or another, it's being reported during those protests that one person got shot or one person got killed when there are like dozens of people getting killed by SARS and these things during uh, just peaceful protests. And, you know, people like to throw that word along. That's another word that loses its power that people kind of hear it and they roll their eyes because of, you know, recent events in the U.S. But. That's what SARS is. So if you've seen that going around right now, people are protesting for their government to dissolve SARS. They're saying that it can't be reformed. Like you can't go in there and retrain people because some of their policies are so out of whack. Like you can't undo them. Like one of their policies for figuring out who might be a criminal. And once they go through these steps of determining if you're, they think you're a criminal, they can detain you and hold you against your will. But the criteria for someone who may be suspicious are having long hair, having dreads, having nice clothes, having an iPhone, having a nice car. Oh, and having a laptop, too, makes you suspicious. So if they see that you have any of these items, nice clothes, laptop, nice phone, iPhone, Dreadlocks. Oh, piercings. Nose piercings are another reason to be stopped too. So if they see you have any of these things, they have the 
right to to pull you over or stop you and question you. That's how out of control that situation is. And then when people are protesting, they're going out there with machine guns and gunning them down in the street. Like people think we have here and, you know, that is a thing of perspective. It's relative to your experience. But people think we have it bad here and stuff like that just puts it in perspective. Like, yes, things are not great. Things are fucked up here. But you look around the world and you don't really find a scenario where it's where it's perfect. And there are some places where things are really nice. But on the other end of those nice things happening in those countries are some fucked up things happening just like everywhere else in the world. But at least we don't have to deal with protesting and going out there and getting fucking mowed down in broad daylight. Like, I know that officers rammed the gate. I think it was in Texas or New York, or maybe it was both places. I think it was New York. Like during the, the George Floyd protest, officers were like ramming uh, barricades and running people over like that shit's heinous. But just imagine guys who were supposed to be a un- a division of the police just walk outside with a machine gun and shoot a bunch of protesters. Kind of like what happened in Kent State back in the day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kent State was in Ohio. I believe it was Ohio. It's a university in Ohio. And in the 70s, in fact, I think it was 1970, Kent State students were protesting the growth of the Vietnam War because uh, the United States wanted to grow its presence in Vietnam for the war and students were protesting it, which, by the way, the Vietnam War was not a popular war. But students were protesting and then the National Guard was out there and they ended up killing a bunch of people. They shot, they killed four people and injured nine people. But yeah, so the shit like that has gone on, but at least, you know, at least we're not dealing with fucking with what Nigeria is dealing with, man. That's a fucked up situation. Oh, man. Crazy times. But with that said, let's take a step back and get into some feel good news. Oh, you want feelings. Well, I have something for that. You remember feelings, right? So Canadian researchers gave homeless people $7,500 each. And typically, like when we hear about California's boom or L.A.'s boom in homeless people, which was... Uh, primarily a result of the California government deciding to give 1500 to every new homeless person for uh, type of welfare. So contrary to what we saw happen there, apparently Canadian officials gave people 7500 bucks, And a year later, most of the recipients still had $1,000 in savings. And 67% of them were still able to feed themselves daily. Uh, the average age was 42, with one in three per- recipients reporting they had a child. They had been, on average, homeless for six months, with one in four employed somewhere. 
The study took monthly and quarterly self-reported surveys on conditions and expenditures. Yeah, so they check in them. They check in with them every month, and uh, yeah, apparently it went well. So that's something I kind of want to keep an eye on because I love, I like learning new stuff, and I like it when I believe something something is shitty, and then it turns out it wasn't in the end. So that's pretty cool to see, man. That's a warming story. Another warming story is uh, Icelandic astronauts. <laughs> Icelandic. Oh, beautiful. Uh, iconic astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin have been joined in history books by a chicken nugget. <laughs> uh, so apparently, uh, which country was this? Out of oh come on, so some country sent a chicken nugget, chicken nugget into the stratosphere, and I can't remember for some reason. I decided to copy paste the caption and not the little snippet of the article. Yeah, there's no chance I'm gonna go back and find that now. But so what they did is filled up a weather balloon with hydrogen. And tethered a chicken nugget to it and sent the chicken nugget into the stratosphere. And there are pictures that if you just Google chicken nugget stratosphere, you will see this chicken nugget leaving the earth and <laughs> floating in, like <laughs> into space. That is so great, man. Dude, Tyson Chicken better pick that up immediately. Like, they better endorse that chicken nugget. But yeah, they sent the chicken nugget to outer space, which is awesome. Another bit of good news is Dexter's coming back. That shit has me excited. Dexter is my feel-good show. Like, if I'm ever having a shitty time in life, I just sit down and watch Dexter, and I'm good. And they're coming back for a miniseries. I think it's like 11 episodes, which is great. I'll take anything. If it's one episode, I'm happy. But so they're coming back for a few episodes. It's going to be the same guy. Oh, Michael something. Why am I drawing a blank on Dexter's real name? But the guy who played Dexter is coming back and the showrunner's coming back. And hopefully they'll bring all the other guys who weren't dead uh, by the end of the last season. But I'm excited because they are saying that they feel like they have something worthwhile and if they haven't come back after all of these years, you figure Dexter, Dexter ended, what, more than 10 years ago, maybe? I might be off a little bit on that, but it's been quite a few years. So if they are coming back and they're willing to put their names on it, it's got, it, hopefully that says something good for the project. So that's exciting. And that's the feel good news for the day. Look, dude. Let's get into the real shit. Dude, celebrity stripping to promote mail-in ballots is the most my daddy touched me shit on the planet. Dude, go. You know what's coming next. Like, imagine needing attention that bad. Like, as an actor, you're constantly getting attention, and then coronavirus hits, you get no attention. So you go, you know what? Let me help the fucking presidency by showing a tit. Let me pop out a titty for the old red, white, and blue. <laughs> Dude, 
I can't even, I try and show my balls on a train just to get some medical advice on it. And I'm the fucking terrorist. But these guys get to say they're showing the titty for politics. Tell me that's not fair. Tell me that is fair. But celebrities, dude, they're fucking wilding out and everything's for the election. Imagine how fucked up you got to be to be an actor or an actress, though. I'm sorry, dude, but the more of them I see, the more I'm like, yeah, they're fucking, they're not the sharpest cookie in a toolbox. But yeah, dude, speaking of celebrities, Kanye West posted a pic with his name in, in a, as a write-in on a ballot. Dude, Kanye West can't manage Kanye. And we think people are actually thinking Kanye West would make a good president. Like, I don't know if people are trolling and I don't know if they're serious, but anybody who thinks Kanye West would make a good anything other than Kanye West, Kanye West would be good at two things, being Kanye West and playing Kanye West. <laughs> like if he got cast in a Broadway show as Kanye West, he would be great at it because he would suck at acting, but he would think he's the greatest at it. Therefore being the best Kanye West he could be. Other than that, what do we want from Kanye? He put out no hot albums. <laughs> so why do we think that? Why do people think that this guy is capable of managing a country? And look, when I say Kanye West is, can't manage Kanye West, I'm not saying that as a shot at his potential bipolar disorder or whatever. No, the guy is clearly unbalanced. So I'm not sure what would make people think he would be a good candidate to run a country that's already way the fuck unbalanced. Kanye West seems like the type of dude that would start running a country and turn and turn the name into Kanye West. Like not Kanye West land, not the United States of Kanye West. It would literally just be Kanye West. <laughs> he strikes me as that type of guy for real. But yeah, no thanks, dude. Hard pass on Yeezy, on Yay, or whatever you want to call him. Oh, you know what? I wanted to say something, too. Is uh, Somebody said, someone told me a couple of weeks ago, they're like, dude, <laughs> they think they felt like I had to be making up events in my life because no one's life is that entertaining because of what they see from me on social media. And I just wanted to say this because I think it's important, man. Like I, one of the things I never wanted to do or ever want to be is someone who pretends to have no flaws or have a great life. Like I don't want to, like I used to be that asshole that would post pictures of my food on Facebook that would like just put out the image of the promoter that I was at the time. And I got over that pretty quickly. And for a while, I had some insecurities surrounding having been that guy. I felt like a piece of shit after I realized how shitty it was, how douchey it was to post pictures of my fucking food. And I never wanted to be the influencer type. I don't want to be the person that tries to make my life seem all cool because I think it's important for people to know when you're having hard times too. I don't think you have to share everything with people, but people have this expectation of the world through social media that everything is supposed to be great. Like they'll see girls on boats. 
They'll see girls on vacation. They'll see dudes hanging out with multiple females. And they'll think, oh, that's the life. And that's the life you should have. But people don't get to see the times when things are hard, the times when you're lonely, the times when when these people that are posting all these vacations haven't been on vacation in years and they're at home alone and sad and they're missing their families and they don't get to see the low lights. It's just the highlights. And I think that's disingenuine and I never wanted to be that guy. So when someone comes to me and says that you have to be making things up, it's not, it's not that I make things up. What it truly is, is that I see, I process life through humor. So I might see a situation that to another person looks fucked up, but to me, it'll be funny. I'll find a humor in it because I'll put myself in this kind of third person view of watching this shit go down. Like I went on a date with a genuine fucking, like this girl was out of her goddamn mind. Like this girl, and just as an example, this girl, I picked her up on a hinge date, never met her before. I picked her up and she's pissed drunk. And she's making these crazy comments to me in a in a movie, and she's being allowed and she's being explicit. And it's like it's just completely inappropriate. And she was so drunk when we were coming out of the movie, she was sneaking drinks while we were in the movie. And she's so drunk when we are walking out of the theater that she starts falling down and I start getting paranoid. And I'm like, fuck, it looks like I drugged this chick. It just felt horrible. But the moment that I I dropped her off, I couldn't do anything but laugh once I looked at it because that's how I process shit. Like for me growing up, there was so much insanity going on that I had to find some safe corner of existence. And that corner was the third person and finding the funny in it and finding why that situation wasn't as horrible as it felt. So some of the shit that goes on in my life, people will think, you know, that's like it's it's something I made up. But no, I just I pay attention to a lot of shit. I have a lot of experiences and I happen to filter those experiences through humor. So it sounds greater than it is. But had you been there in those moments, you if you're not a person who finds humor in every little corner, you wouldn't think it was such a great situation. It's just my defense mechanism, man. My life is far more interesting once it processes through my brain than it is as it happens really in front of me. On a whole different note, I'm going to wrap it up with this. Macon, Georgia posted a billboard that read Trump (laughs) Trump COVID super spreader event with an arrow pointing to the venue where his upcoming rally was. And that is gangster as fuck. Stay gangster, Macon. All right, I'll see y'all on the next episode. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I will be back next week. I already got this show planned. And I really appreciate y'all who've been listening. I appreciate y'all who've been messaging me about the last episode. I didn't get a chance to tell people the last episode came out. So it's awesome that y'all still find it. Follow me on wherever. Jail Pits, all of it. By the way, go to my YouTube. Jail Pits needs help. I'll see y'all soon. Later.